Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. All right, the Rolling Stones kick off the 3 o'clock hour here from Hollywood Kia, the home of the no-dealer fee. That's why Hollywood Kia is number one. Kia, proud partner of the Miami Dolphins. Today's also a Ticket Wizard Tuesday. Traffic tickets happen to everyone. Don't let it ruin your day. Go to TicketWizard.com and stop worrying about it. Five minutes could save you more than $500 on your next ticket. And we've got tickets to give away. Speaking of tickets, the Visit Lauderdale Food and Wine Festival is coming to Las Olas Oceanside Park the week of January 8th. And we've got a chance for you to win a pair of tickets every day this week to the Grand Tasting on January 13th. You'll check out food and beverages from 50 restaurants, plus live music and cooking demonstrations. Now, if you can't wait to win, you can purchase tickets at vlfoodwine.com. You must be 21 or over to win and to purchase tickets. But if you want to win those tickets, you just keep listening. At some point before 6 o'clock, we will give away a pair uh, I'm out here at Hollywood Kia. Tree is all bundled up. Look at Tree. Tree's already feeling the. Uh, <laughs> look at him. He it ain't is, that cold, Tree. Yeah, he is bundled up. <laughs> ain't that cold, Tree? Come on. He now. says the uh, wind is blowing on his neck, <laughs> the back of his neck, and he's feeling it. So it's nice. I just looked at my Snapchat filter. Seventy-two degrees is what it says. Oh, it so that's nice. wrong, though. That's got to be wrong. You think it's colder than yeah, that? Yeah, like forty-four at least. What's the weather up there in uh, in Jersey, Crowder? Oh my goodness, it's cold as hell. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's like it has to be twenty something. It is oh. terrible. Yeah, that's not for me. Twenty? I didn't that's even. Not for I me. didn't even. I didn't even eat last. It's Seventy-two night. in the sun and thirty-two right here in the uh-huh. <laughs> tree. Uh, tree. Tree thawing out for a comment. <laughs> I didn't even like last night. I didn't even eat when I like I, I from the car from the airport to the car from the car to the hotel. When I got out in the elements, I'm not hungry anymore. The cold, cold makes me not hungry. Yeah, I'm, yep. I'll lose weight if I lived up here. I made a mistake too. I didn't wear a shirt underneath my hoodie, so I'm just going hoodie, skin, and I am. But I mean, what are, wait, wait a second. I'm what freezing. are we doing here? It's 72. Like it's ah. nice out. It's pleasant. It's not cold. Like, and I get cold easily. Mm-hmm. This is pleasant. You've got your hands buried in your hoodie pocket, the front pocket. Trees bundled up as as if he's uh, you know fighting the elements in a uh, in a ski a uh, ski resort. And uh, and Crowder's in like Crowder's in twenty degree weather in New Jersey, but it's nice out. It's not like uh, tree. Come here, <laughs> you gotta snuggle here. up. Yeah, yeah, I need snuggle a hug. Body uh, warm. Ain't that cold? <laughs> gotta do. Gotta have body warm. Um, we'll get some headlines. We have John Michaels joining us this hour. I want to talk some football with him. We can talk college, but certainly pro football as well. He's beside himself because of Desmond Ritter, and I think. Uh, <laughs> 
I think the Falcons now, they're going back to Taylor Heineke, right? Did I see that? Yeah, yeah. I saw that too. Yeah, so there's yeah. some uh, disasters going on in uh, in Atlanta. We'll talk with him this hour. We'll get uh, headlines here with Solana in a second. It's 305. Dale. 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 Thank you, Jimmy. You're welcome. And Jack, I want you to draw me like one of your French girls. <laughs> <laughs> is there is there like a Titanic anniversary today or something, or is that just apropos of nothing? On this day in 1997, the Titanic was released to theaters. Wow, that is a great line, Jimmy. Excellent delivery by you, and uh, all-time banger of a movie. Titanic is such a great movie. It's a good movie, but it it, um, it encourages um, promiscuous women to think they're going to find something that they're not going to find. Well, she found it. But she shouldn't have. But, but she, she did. She gave you're up re- the goodies. You're rewriting and she, it. She gave, and she uh, found the love of her life. Rose, Rose gave up the goodies in 30 minutes. And found the love of her life. She didn't find the love of her we, life. Yes, she they did. Died, she died, never. She could never hour, let go of him. Hour later. She could no, never. <laughs> it doesn't matter. That's that's why the promiscuity worked out so well. Had she waited, nothing ever would have happened with the love of her life. She should have stayed with the rich guy. <laughs> that was the, that was the best option, Hawk. Come on now, I hate I hate Titanic because you it didn't is, say it, what the best it, option was. You just said promiscuity didn't, didn't pay off, and I'm telling you that it did. It encourages promiscuity, and and love. It wasn't love. It was lust. No, it was love. She gave up everything for that love. That was lust. That was love. Yeah. Is the little bum, is the little Leonardo DiCaprio the bum? Is he going to figure out how to raise their kids? No, because he's totally a Totally separate question. That's a totally a separate bum. question. Another girl getting a selfie. I'm just telling you, she gave up oh. everything for love. In that movie, Leonardo DiCaprio, he stinks. He's just a bum. No, the rich guy stinks. That the guy stinks. The rich guy stinks. had something going for himself. Leonardo stinks. is stink. That guy stinks. <laughs> Leonardo DiCaprio is Tyrese Halliburton. That in your guy movie. stinks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's figure it out. Let's figure it out together. We're not going to figure it out together because we have no jobs. We have you no can't, income. You, no, no joke. You can't I'm, – I'm not even certain I want to attach my wagon to Crowder's argument here. But you can't say – that she a hundred percent loved him. Sure, she did. When she let she him die, didn't. she didn't let him die. She let him die. No, she she let him. Hawk, he this was, has been proven. We've had this conversation several times. Leonardo DiCaprio or Tyrese Halliburton fit on that <laughs> plank of wood. Amen. Well, he fit. He you, fit on that got, plank of you wood. You guys have the luxury of hindsight. You weren't there in the ocean. You're doing, uh, you know mechanical uh, con- contraptions uh, 80 years later, thanks to James Cameron, and you're deciding that they could have both fit on the door. And I'm telling you, in the moment, they were trying as a team to figure it out. It's the greatest love story ever put on uh, film. Gave up the booty in 30 minutes. And found true love. No, nope, no, not true love, lust. Found true love. Well, you say what you want to. I know what lust is. I've had it. 25 times. 
And you wake up and say, I don't know who this girl is. What, what's your name again? She was still thinking about him 80 years later, <laughs> yeah. 67 years later. Uh. 67 years later. All right, let's get, uh, we're going to run too uh, far overtime here. Let's get headlines with a very chilly Alejandro Solano, who, if you remember back to the first broadcast we did, did here at Hollywood Kia, was melting. Literally, part of his body melted. He was like the Nazi in Raiders of the Lost Ark, <laughs> whose face was melting <laughs> like a candle. He is now chilly. That is a strange now. comparison, but go ahead. Yeah, that half second between Nazi and Raiders of the Lost Ark. You didn't know where I was going with that. It's like, huh, yeah. okay. Yeah. yeah. But everyone knows that scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back in the 80s, when that Nazi's face melted, mm-hmm. it, you thought it was unbelievable filmmaking. Yeah. Go back and look at that on YouTube. It's literally a candle. It's, there is a someone just like chipped eyes into a candle, and they lit it and then sped it up. It's so terrible. Another good scene from Indiana Jones is when he just rips the guy's heart out, right? Great scene. Yeah. We'll look at that one on YouTube. We'll see how that works out yeah. in uh, 2023. These headlines driven by the new Palmetto Ford Truck Super Center. Why buy your truck at a car store? Palmetto Ford. We know trucks. Hey, Crowder, you know how many touchdowns DK Metcalf had last night? Zero. Yeah. Yeah. Hot. Ridiculous. Should have taken I the know. payout. That was the uh, – so we talked about at the beginning of the show you weren't connected yet, but I said uh, I'm starting the show with $2,600 less than I had expected, but I felt alive. It was a good game. <laughs> that damn Drew Locke went to playing ball. I ended up watching the end of that game on the plane. Tell but... you what, Metcalf could have been the touchdown scorer at the end. Yeah. Like there was hope at the end. Uh, alas, I was not a winner. Andy Slater was not a winner. Solana was not a winner. I forget if Crowder jumped on that as well, but um, I I did. That's why I turned it on on the plane. I DK Metcalf, he was getting Barbie. fed. He was getting fed on that last drive, and he was keeping him in it. And then uh, that Smith and Jigba at the end. I was telling Solana, I was watching the post game uh, interview with Drew Locke, and he said, "I had said to Smith and Jigba, if if you're covered one on one, I am throwing it to you." And he said, got to the line, saw that he was covered one-on-one, and it was a uh, a beautiful touchdown, but it uh, cost us some money. This damn app. <laughs> I love it. I love the Hard Rock Bet app, though. This, this it, it, it invigorates me. It makes it, it makes me alive. Crowder, are the uh, I don't know what you guys talked about today on Inside the NFL. I imagine the words Eagles and fraudulent – or at some point used. Eagles, Cowboys getting their ass whooped. It was some it was some good teams getting whooped this season and or this week. And I was like, you know, every time that the Cowboys struggle, like I I I thrive. I shine because <laughs> I, I don't I don't believe in the Cowboys. Well, don't jinx it going into Sunday's game. Don't talk too much. We don't need any bulletin well, board material. Too late. <laughs> we, we got action too late crowder is so much writing on this game like his social media right. presence yeah. his national oh tv goodness. presence you have gonna, so much writing go zero dark 30 yeah. if, uh dak just lights it up at hard rock they can't play outside though they're seven oh at home they're three and four on the road 
It's going to be outside with the Dolphins. They have to play inside. I think I compared them today to like an Instagram model that has to have the perfect diva situation to be successful. So, yeah, I have a lot riding on this game with the Dolphins. <laughs> That's a good take by you. I know. Well, throttle it back, take. the both of you. Just throttle I, it back. I, I called Dak and the Cowboys an Instagram model today. Yay. <laughs> Shaping up to be an 80 nothing beatdown. We're doing four hours. Dak Prescott slander tomorrow, by the way, Crowder. <laughs> oh, we're going to kill Dak tomorrow. Just throttle yourselves me. tomorrow. Throttle yourselves oh, tomorrow. Uh-huh. Got to ride this train, Hawk. The Panthers did lose to Calgary yesterday, 3-1. to one. Their road trip, 1-3. and three. Out on the West Coast. Is Calgary on the West Coast? The other Calgary three games is on were... the West Coast, yes. Yeah, what is that, British Columbia? That I don't know. I oh. thought British Columbia was on the East Coast, so. <laughs> I did. What sport is this? <laughs> what sport are we speaking of? Sports experts, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Somebody texts in, I cannot believe that with a 10-4 and record, Finns missing the playoffs is still a real possibility. Need at least one out of the last three. I don't know if I would call it a real possibility. There was a tweet. I think it was Adam Beasley. So here's your playoff scenarios for the Dolphins. They clinch the AFC East division title with a win Sunday and a Buffalo loss or tie. I think Buffalo has a cakewalk, but I don't think any team's a cakewalk for them. Who does Buffalo play Chargers. on Sunday? The Chargers? Um, yeah. Oh, and, and, and um, the quarterback's out. Miami wins, Buffalo loses or ties, Miami wins the AFC East. Mm -hmm. Then the last two games don't really matter for the division. They do matter for the AFC. Obviously, you would love to have home field. Uh, Miami wins the AFC East if they tie the Cowboys Sunday and Buffalo loses. Miami clinches a playoff berth if they win Sunday. They're in the playoffs. If they tie... And there's a million scenarios if they tie. But bottom line, if the Dolphins win Sunday and Buffalo loses, AFC East is theirs. I also we have to get we have to get a top seed. We need we need a home playoff game. I think oh, that would be huge for sure for in the yeah. worst way possible. Yes. yes. And and more so, I mean, I'm afraid of road playoff games in general, but also knowing that you're the two seed with three games remaining and faltering and and losing that and going into the playoffs, whether it's 0-3 or 1-2, losing all the advantage you had, not not riding any momentum going into the playoffs, to me, would be a huge, huge lapse for the Dolphins. Well, you can lock up the AFC East this weekend, and then you can worry about winning the AFC. I brought it up today, and I don't know if they'll cut it or not on the show, the encouragement I got from them making Waddle into Tyreek, eight catches, 140-plus yards, when I saw Mike McDaniel transition the offense to premier Waddle, where Tyreek's a premier guy, that was huge for me to see that the number one receiver, number two, number three, number two become number one, number three become number two. Like, seeing that out of Mike McDaniel really encouraged me. And Tyreek, bro, this isn't a torn ACL. He has a damn ankle sprain. He's going to come back. And just seeing the offense matriculate and figure out what's going to go on, bro, I am so encouraged by this offense right now. Calgary is in Alberta 
not British Columbia. So it's more central Canada than Western Canada. Hmm. What what sport is this? <laughs> the Miami Heat. They lost to the Timberwolves 112 to 108 yesterday. They're at the Magic tomorrow. And my excitement to watch Jimmy, Bam, Tyler play together finally on the same court for the next couple weeks. They get thrown out the window after one game because Jimmy right. Butler will be out tomorrow night with a calf strain. All right. Make more water. <laughs> <laughs> the Hurricanes, they, uh, they'll play their bowl game next week, Thursday, the 28th. But they landed uh, another transfer portal player yesterday, center Zach Carpenter from Indiana, 6'5", 295-pounder. He picked the Canes over UNC and Maryland. All right, very good. You can talk a little Canes football with John Michaels next if you want. Did you guys see uh, Tua's brother declared for the NFL draft? I did not. Did I get? Du- I may have gotten duped, uh, but I, I believe I saw that. I'll double check. All right, your weather from the Demesman and Dover Law Firm. Aulia. Yeah, tag of a lot Thanks, Rick Ross. Tonga tag of a lot lower. Uh, What's his name yeah. again? Talia, right? Talia. Talia. Yeah, Maryland. Maryland quarterback Talia Tungavailoa opts out of the Music City Bowl versus Auburn. You know, I keep seeing this is apropos of nothing, but I uh, I keep seeing this on my Twitter feed every now and then. I get this, uh, I get tweets from this place, uh, this Twitter account called Fascinating, and it really is fascinating. But there's one that would be so near and dear to your heart, Crowder. Before dying at the age of 94 in 2022, Amu Haji was the world's dirtiest man. He Mm. lived in a cinder block shack and had not bathed with water or soap for 60 years. Haji's other peculiar habits, which were well documented, included consuming roadkill, smoking a pipe filled with animal excrement, and holding the belief that cleanliness would make him ill. Shortly before his death, nearby villagers managed to convince him to bathe. But this is him, 60 years of uh, dirt and grime built up. He built a a callus. He built up a callus. He built up about a (laughs) (laughs) four-inch thick armor of dirt and grit. I, I, I bathed, but I bathed. Oh, wow. he's so nasty. Look, Look at, at Solana. Him. That was impressive. How the hell did you do that? What are we? Yeah, are we I don't believe in that. I don't believe in that. Yes, you do. In, in fact, I you favor him a little bit. I, I look like Dirty Man. <laughs> <laughs> Why do we have a close-up on Crowder? All five of us are on. Why do you keep, why do you keep showing the close-up of Crowder? <laughs> I look like Dirty Man. We have to make that the new banner. <laughs> we have to make that dirty the logo. Man on the banner. Nasty little man. He ain't right, getting no action. Up, he, so you got to watch to get action. He ain't got action in 60 years. Look maybe at he just doesn't smell, though. You know, like after he got so long. Maybe after no. so long. 60 years. of. Have you ever driven past a landfill? I have, yeah, well, like they don't bathe food. there. <laughs> Jimmy, how committed are you to this show? <laughs> committed enough not to do that. 
right. Anything else, uh, Solana? Yeah. Your weather from no, your domestic ain't, no, ain't, ain't no action offer. coming his way. <laughs> Uh, call them 866-954-MORE-YOUR-ACCIDENT-ATTORNEYS.COM. <laughs> really nice outside today in Hollywood. Tonight, the lows are going to drop even more into the upper 50s. Be freezing. That's your weather. Be freezing. All right. John Michaels is going to join me and Haji in the next uh, second. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I watch, I watch every fourth day, guaranteed. <laughs> Every fourth day, you're building up a callus yourself. I got a callus. <laughs> this is the Hawk and Crowder Show. It's like saying, hey, you want some green bean casserole? Not a big fan. You want some liver pie? I'll take the green bean casserole. Right. Hawk and Crowder. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. All right, John Michaels, join us in a second. Holiday shopping is in full force. Christmas is uh, Monday. Caneswear has all the gear for the Miami Hurricanes and the Miami Dolphins. And I'm telling you, every football fan on your list, every sports fan, will be thrilled if you do their shopping at Caneswear. Caneswear is more than a store. It's an experience. You can check out the Daily Holiday Doorbusters at Caneswear. Daily Doorbusters on merchandise for all the South Florida sports teams. Not just the Hurricanes and Dolphins, but the Panthers, Inter-Miami, Leo Messi merchandise, Heat merchandise, Marlins merchandise. You can check out all the huge holiday discounts on all the team merch. In-store in Davie. They're on University Drive, right next to La Spada's, or you could shop online at Caneswear.com. But I'm telling you, whoever you need to shop for still for Christmas, Caneswear, you can get it all done right there. 2655 South University Drive in Davie. They're always open online at Caneswear.com. And follow them on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook because you'll get all the up-to-the-minute info on holiday hours and holiday sales, etc., Caneswear, the spot where Miami fans shop. And uh, Crowder, John Michaels, has been known himself to shop at Caneswear every now and again. He's a Canes fan. He is a Canes fan through and through. John Michaels, he hosts mornings on 680 The Fan in Atlanta. And he's joining us now. I am imagining, John, you are eagerly anticipating Canes and Rutgers in the pinstripe bowl. (laughs) <laughs> hey, I told you, you're in a grab-ass bowl game when you run out of a dugout and you have one scholarship quarterback. So, no, I'm excited. You know, it is sort of the turning of the page of what the end of the 23 season was. To me, this is, I want to call it a glorified spring practice because I don't want to, you know, degrade any of the kids that are sticking around and playing. I know a lot of guys are going to the NFL. Some are going in the portal. But it is a chance for Mario to really get a look at what next year's team is going to start to look like. He'll know by then what early signing day has brought him. Hopefully by then he knows what transfer quarterback is going to be coming in. But, yeah, I'm excited uh, to, to 
to accentuate your Canesware read, uh, Brett and Jeff over there at Canesware are the best. Every time I come back down, they make sure I'm treated like a king. And if anybody in Canes Nation wants to send your boy, I don't know, like a $50 gift card for Christmas, it would be greatly appreciated and 100% spent. Because i got to get my gear ready for next year. August 31st in the dump, I mean the swamp. Nope. I can't yeah. wait nope. to be nope. there, Crowder. Nope. nope. <laughs> what, what do you think? Because you mentioned like transfer uh, portal quarterbacks. What do you think? I haven't been following it. I see a tweet every now and then. What do you think the chances are of a Cam Ward? What are you, what are you paying attention to right now for the Hurricanes? That's the name. Um, I've heard Will Howard, the kid from Kansas State, it looks like he's going to go to USC and potentially be the starting quarterback there. That's just kind of the rumors that I'm reading. And I saw the name K.J. Jefferson pop up yesterday for Miami fans that maybe he would be a second choice. I think, and this is just me guessing, Cam Ward is 1A and 1B. And if you bring him in, he's your insta-starter. He's a guy that could really make this offense hum a year from now. He gives you a dimension that you didn't have with Tyler Van Dyke, and I hope he's the guy. If he ends up not coming – It's going to be full-on scramble mode, potentially to go get K.J. Jefferson or whoever the hell is left as a veteran presence to come in and fight for this job coming in the spring. Bro, do you like – one thing I've been telling people, even about Florida, when people ask me about um, uh, Billy Napier, and I say, bro, you have to go get your high school quarterback. You have to bring him in, develop him, and make him great. There's only so many – Russell Wilson's that transfer. There's so many Jaden Daniels, you know, that left uh, Arizona State and then won the Heisman at LSU. I don't. I'm starting not to want a transfer transfer portal quarterback. How do you feel about that? You know, Crowder. Normally, I'd agree with you. I think the lifeblood of your program is high school recruiting, and that's something both Billy Napier and Mario Cristobal do at a really high level. I know Billy's had a little trouble the last couple of days, but for the most part, he's going to bring in a top ten class, and Mario if things go well, could have a top two or three class before it's all said and done. But I think for both of them, and Billy Napier's a little different because Graham Mertz, as a portal kid, will be back for year number two. But I think for Mario going into year number three, you can ill afford to sit back and hope that Emory Williams becomes the guy. Hope that Jakari Brown becomes the guy. You've got enough talent that you've brought in through recruiting and through the portal on both lines of scrimmage, at receiver, at running back, at defensive back, at linebacker, the one missing piece seems to be the quarterback. In my perfect world, Cam Ward comes in this year, and I'm just using his name as an example. He's a one-and-done player. And then you bring in maybe the kid, uh, is it Cedric Wilson out of Chaminade? You bring in Judd Anderson. You have Emery Williams. You have Jakari Brown. Then you have four guys in behind that don't have pressure to be starters, and they can learn and develop and learn what it's like. And I think it's Cedric Daly, not Cedric Wilson. That's a wide receiver. Um, you can learn what it's like at that point to be a college player. But I think you got to have a little bit of both. And the flip side of that, the problem is, and I'm seeing it here in Atlanta with the University of Georgia, you have too many good guys, and they just go to hell with this. I'm not sticking around and waiting. Um, I want to go play somewhere now. And I guess that's the difference between our generation and the generation of today. These kids want to walk on campus, instant gratification, start, the, start uh, at quarterback, get you know $100,000 NIL deals, and they don't want to wait for anything. So I think there's a little mix of both needs to happen. It is such a uh, a different different time because I think of the story Crowder that Jarrett Payton told us. We've replayed it several times of that running back room and who was waiting behind who 
and I, I can't even remember who it was. Cry. I think it was like Frank. It was Clinton Portis, Clinton, who was yeah. followed by Frank Gore, who was right. followed by Willis McGay, who, who right. was followed by Jared Payton. Right. Come on, and, and Najee and, Davenport. And all those guys were willing to wait their turn, and Jared Payton was willing to not even play just to be part of it. But those days are so long gone. Like, it's comical. And and I understand it, by the way. I understand it. It was very difficult to transfer back then. You'd lose, you know, a year of eligibility, yeah. and you'd have to sit out for a year. So I, I get it. But, man, I think of that Jared Payton story all the time, and I'm like, that will never happen again. No one will wait three and four seasons to get their chance. Hawk, I can do you one better. 1982, it was Jim Kelly, Mark Richt, Bernie Kozar and Vinny Testaverde all in the same quarterback room with a guy by the name of Kyle Vanderwendy, uh, Vanderwendy, who I think was just as highly recruited as the rest of them and never got to play. Think about that. You had a Heisman Trophy winner and three first-round picks in the same quarterback room, and Vinny sat for two years behind Bernie Kozar waiting his turn, and if Bernie didn't turn pro early, Vinny would have been there another year waiting to be the starting quarterback. Those days are gone. Uh, if a kid isn't starting by year two, I mean, you think about it. Malachi Nelson, five-star quarterback two years ago, leaves USC. Dante Moore, five-star quarterback a year ago, leaves UCLA after one year, and he wants to go somewhere else. These kids ain't waiting their turn, and especially at quarterback, because there's only one person that can have the job. Running back, receiver, linebacker, you name it, a little different. Three guys get on the field. Quarterback, it's you and you only. John, what does that do? What does that do to college sports? Because the whole NIL thing and a transfer portal, like every action, there's a reaction. And I don't think we've even seen what the reaction is to NILs and transfer portal. But in like as as we're sitting here talking about it, what does that do to college football? Man, it helps and it hurts at the same time. I think eventually it's going to even out the playing field a little bit. You know, I think by Alabama's lost ten or twelve kids. Georgia's lost, you know, 10 or 12 kids. And I'm talking about highly ranked kids from two years ago that have hit the portal and left. And I think eventually it's going to spread things out. Also is going to help is having a 12-team playoff, you know, where you could have two losses in October and say, hey, we can still get back into this thing if we win out. I like that part. The problem is, as a fan, we cover the games. And there are times that I forget guys are on our roster because they've come over from another school. And I go, who the hell is wearing number 27? I'm like, where'd that? Oh, that's the kid that transferred. So for that part, I don't like. And for the kids, what I really don't like about it, if you're a three-star kid, and, and I've talked to a lot of the high school kids around here, I tell them, you're a three-star kid and you've got a committable offer, you better commit. Stop playing around and thinking that in December you're going to jump on board with a program because what's happening is these portal kids come in. They've been in a college program one, two, three, five years, whatever it may be. They're ready to walk on campus and contribute. You might be a kid that's a three-year development before you're able to, to contribute, and now you're not going to have a spot. So for that part, I think it really hurts. And then some of these portal kids, they need Pookie and Ray Ray to get out their ear. Pookie and Ray Ray are telling them you should be starting somewhere else. And you know what ends up happening? 42% of kids that were in the portal last year did not end up at Division I programs. So whoever's telling you, Pookie, Ray Ray, Auntie Jess, them, little homie, whoever it may be, they're steering these kids the wrong way. 
Um, let me shift over to the NFL. John Michaels, for those who don't know, grew up in South Florida. He's with 680 The Fan in Atlanta now, but he grew up in South Florida. And I do want to talk because the Dolphins have the Cowboys. This is a big game coming up on Sunday. But you must be uh, – are you laughing or crying at what's going on with the Falcons and Desmond Ritter? And I guess they're going back to Taylor Heineke now. Are you enjoying the – what I what what what's the word I'm looking for? The absolute disaster that the Falcons are, or are you miserable? So here's the way I'll put it. And I grew up a Dolphins fan, so it's it's allowed me on Sundays. The Falcons are the worst watch in the NFL. Boring, lethargic, awful football. What it's allowed me to do on Sunday is put the Falcons on the iPad and glance over and go, oh, they punted again. There's a surprise. Oh, they'll blow it in the fourth quarter. There's a surprise. It's also given me the – there's a level when you get to – I think it's like about 65 or 70 years old. Your give-a-damn factor is out the window. And you know your grandparents will say things, and you're like, Granny, come on. You can't say that. But they don't care anymore. They're old. That's how I am with the Falcons. Don't give a damn. I said something on Sunday. I'd fire everybody in that damn organization. From Rich McKay, whatever his role is, team president on down. And if Arthur Blank wants to sell the team, sell it. Because they are an unmitigated disaster. It's awful. And for the way they treated Matt Ryan, they kind of deserve it. And, John, speaking of the Dolphins, coming back down here, 10-4 and four right now, number two in the AFC. They're a good team. Like, do you need do you need something? And Hawk even hit on it. Like these next three games, you go Cowboys, Ravens, and then the Buffalo Bills, who are seem like they're getting hot right now. Do you need to see something out of these next three games to prove to you that this playoff run that is going to happen? They're number two in the right. AFC. Do you need to see something out of these next three games? Yeah, for me to believe that the playoff run will be more than a you know a cursory you know come in and a grand opening, grand closing type deal. Yeah, you need to win. I said two of the next three. I think Mike McDaniel needs to win two out of three. I, I'm not going to joke and think that we're going three and zero. Oh. You're talking about three really good teams you're going to go against, and Buffalo, quite frankly, just has the Dolphins number. I think you can beat Dallas. Dallas has some fraudulent aspects to them. I don't really trust Mike McCarthy. I've never trusted Dak Prescott. And their defense got exposed a week ago in the run game as Buffalo went up and down the field against them. Baltimore, you've been able to beat, but let's be real. You're going to be up there in that weather, cold, nasty, probably going to be windy as hell. Can you stand up to the physicality of Baltimore? And then obviously a home game against Buffalo. Best case, you win all three. Obviously, you have home field advantage throughout. And then I got to figure out a way how to get down to Miami for one of these games because I think that's going to be insane. It, most realistic scenario, you probably finish two and one. You're either the two or the three seed in the AFC. And I think you'll fall to three because Kansas City doesn't play anybody the rest of the year and they would have the tiebreaker over you. So I think that's probably where you're going to fall. You'll still get a home playoff game. And then all bets are off. Um, I think Tua Tungavailoa and company have proved they can move the ball against anybody. I'm honestly just more concerned about health across the team. You need some old linemen back. The defensive backfield's in disarray other than Jalen Ramsey. But, yeah, Crowder, I need to see a couple of wins in these next three weeks to really get my juices flowing come January that the Dolphins are going to be a factor. What? Because uh, we mentioned frauds. What did you think last night of Philly? Are you starting to question Philly's uh, prowess? Yeah, 100%. And I never thought a month and a half ago I would say that because they've got such a good offensive and defensive line, and normally that travels. 
they already made a knee-jerk move and moved their defensive coordinator, Sean Desai, up into the booth and allowed Matt Patricia to call plays. The offense just seems out of sorts. It almost seems like Jalen Hurts is missing Shane Steichen, his offensive coordinator from a year ago, who's in in Indianapolis doing some really good things. I don't know that I can trust them. For me, the NFC really is San Francisco and everybody else. As much as I can't stand Kyle Shanahan, um, and he cost me a Super Bowl ring by not running the ball, that dude is a genius calling plays. And then they have arguably the best weapons in all of the NFL, both on the offensive and defensive side. If the playoffs go through Levi Stadium, I'm going to put San Francisco in the Super Bowl, and I'm not sure that anybody in the AFC can beat them in a one-game scenario. Who is that? That was my next question, John. Who is that? Because I'm with you. 49ers are monsters right now. You're talking about on the defensive side of the ball. I think they have the best front. I think Fred Warner might be the best defensive player in football. They have all the positions, Debo Samuel, Christian McCaffrey, and how they use them with Kyle Shanahan is stupid. What about the AFC side? Because the Baltimore Ravens right now look unbeatable to me as well. They do, but Channing, much like I see with the Dolphins and and maybe some other teams, they got to show me in the playoffs. Lamar Jackson has had some great teams in the past, and they get to the playoffs and they just lay an egg. And I still wonder if you get in a bad weather scenario, can they throw it well enough when teams are going to stack the box and dare them to throw if they can beat people. I also think it comes down simply to who ends up with home field advantage in the AFC. If the AFC comes through Hard Rock Stadium, good luck. I know Monday night a couple of weeks ago it ended up being a loss against Tennessee, but that place sounded insanely loud for a lot of portion of that game. I think if you end up going through Kansas City, how would I ever bet against Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs because he's shown things over and over again. But I think it comes down to Baltimore, Miami. The wild card to me is Buffalo because when they're hot, they're as good as any team in the National Football League. And having Joe Brady call and plays now, it seems like Josh Allen's a little bit more calm there. If they could run the ball with James Cook the way they did this past week against Dallas, they're going to be a tough out. You know what? I'm going to play, I'm going to play favorite. If I'm a betting man, I'll go with Kansas City to represent the AFC again, and they're going to lose to San Francisco in the Super Bowl. John Michael, 680, the fan in Atlanta. Is it chilly up there? Uh, it was 28 degrees this morning. It's absolutely Woo! miserable. <laughs> I put on my nice starter jacket that I did buy from Caneswear, shameless plug, and I wore it like I was Uncle Luke in 1986 to work today. <laughs> so I felt really good about myself. Yeah, we're uh, uh, Solana and I are out at Hollywood Kia right now, and Tree is with us. Tree is bundled up. It's like 70 right now. We're in the shade, though. It's like maybe... <laughs> Maybe 70, and Tree is bundled up like he is uh, on the ski slopes, and uh, Solana's starting to feel it as well. But, yeah, 28. Hey, 70 down there is like 50 anywhere yeah. else, so I understand yeah. it, it is cold. By yeah, the way, check relative. out that new – while you're at Kia, check out that new EV6, their electric sports car. I'm trying to get me a, an endorsement deal up here and get one of those. I want one of those electric cars now. I want to be fancy in 2024. They are such good-looking cars. My son's got a Kia Forte, and he loves it. I mean, it's just uh, – Yeah, I've got the they, K5 they, right now. Yeah, yeah, they're really good-looking cars. Anyway, have a great Christmas, John, and uh, we yeah. appreciate uh, all the time that you give us on the radio, and uh, we'll probably talk to you next week leading up to the – pinstripe bowl hey. and even though we're on a very shortened week next week i think uh hey. i think there will only be a couple of a uh, couple of days the electric bill goes up ridiculously when you get an ev is that true do you have one my wife has a tesla 
And yeah, the electric bill goes through the roof. I hate it. And well, then she's like, oh, we're saving money. You're saving money. I'm not saving any money. Here's a good thing, Crowder. Where we work at 680, we're in the Braves Stadium. They have free electric chargers in our parking deck, so I would never have to charge my car. I mean, oh, I'm it's like having a gas pump. <laughs> like having a gas got, pump at your disposal. Y'all got a spot from two to six? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> All right, John. Merry Christmas, man. All right, guys. Merry Christmas to you guys as well. John Michaels, 680 The Fan in Atlanta. Four o'clock hour is coming up here from Hollywood Kia, so do not go anywhere. This is the Hawk and Crowder Show. Soldier Boy, that dude wasn't in the Army. Hawk and Crowder. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.